You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. We're good whenever we want to go. Okay, John, let me start, let me start uh, this new positive anger with this. I love this noise. That's literally my favorite noise on the planet. I do it all the time. Yeah. There's a there's a show in the city that people think I got it from, but uh, there's a show in the city, or there's things on this planet that they got it from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, which is dance hall music, reggae music, uh, Jamaica at all. If you've ever been to Jamaica, that's that's everything that's going on. Yo, I want a rum punch. Uh, yo, I'm I'm about to land in Montego Bay. Oh, I shut it off. God damn it. Um, right. The okay, we're back. Uh, new positive anger. Um, for all the people who listen to this show, yay! Um, you got me, Nathan McIntosh, and as always, man sitting to my left, John Fatigate, aka John Tired, aka Doctor Daddy, aka John Dirty, aka John John the Don, aka John John or Super John Osborne. Okay, John the Frog, Kermit the John. Whoa, there's John. And hello, ladies, it's John. John Fatigate, how are you? What's up, man? Good to be here, dude. Um, well, you're always here, man. Good yeah, to be here. You're the I guy. I don't, yeah, I don't leave the office, really. <laughs> I'm just here. But not only that, you're there's always... two couches. I, just, I yeah, sleep here. Yeah, you were always the man on this podcast. I do nap, too, here. Um, I believe that. Is yeah. it a good time? I'm good into napping. Yeah, I'm, I'm really into napping. Um, for everybody, I mean, this gets... We record this at the Stand Up New York Labs, um, which is a top... Stand Up New York, the comedy club. Mm-hmm. Uh, John works in both places, and he doesn't leave either one. Yeah, well, I actually don't work in both places. No. Oh, you only I'm work totally in the labs. Wrong. Yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> you're totally. <laughs> 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 so they work in the labs. I mean, I don't. I don't tech. I mean, I, I work here, but it's my company. Jesus fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Jesus Christ, I'm sitting here with the CEO of what I'm doing here. I started this company. <laughs> Wait, give, that needs a little bit of a fucking. You started this whole thing. Give yes. me some of these. A year and a half ago. <laughs> um, I did not know that. I thought yeah. you... Uh, all right, cool. Well, you, you, either way, you're the yeah. man that's always sitting here. I'm always here. You're always in this... You're all, You're a part of my podcast. You're a part of this podcast. It's our podcast. You're a good man. Here you are. Dude, it's great to be here. Um, How are you, man? What the hell's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I've been a little stressed recently, but I feel good. Because I haven't... I didn't see... Uh, the last... Four of these, two of them I've been gone. Yeah. Uh, last week I sat alone in a room, talked to myself, which I don't mind doing. It's a, it's a decent enough You're time. good at it, man. I, mean, I guess. You people, seem like you have fun. I feel, I'll tell you this, I honestly feel like a complete serial killer when I do it. <laughs> I feel that there's no way I should be sitting alone talking to myself, but I also don't want to just pull some maniac out of a hallway and be like, uh, hey man, you want to talk about the Ernest movies? <laughs> and then some guy be like, yeah man, I really like goes to prison. And I'll be like, well, what about Scared Stupid? And he's all like, oh, I love that one. Dude, that'd be a great episode. I think. Yeah. Dude, what do you think of Scared Stupid? And he's like, what do I think of it? Um, that's probably the last That's time. how I feel about Ernest Goes to Jail, actually. Is that what it is, or prison? It's jail, right? Now. Ernest Goes to Jail. That um, was my favorite one. A few years ago, I was in a Walmart in my, uh, my, where my mom lives, in this tiny little town where Walmart's like the fuck, like a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's like something to do. Like, I go to, I go to this Walmart all the time, and you know those $5 bins of DVDs? Oh, yeah. Probably some of my favorite. I, first of all, I love that. People will be like, look, we'll give you cheap movies, but you got to dig through that box like a pig to find them. Um, but I went through that. Um, yeah, like it's just your dignity, bro. You got to look in front of all these people who are wearing fanny packs and just burrow through it. <laughs> Do they have Blade One? Um, they had a pack, a three pack of Ernest movies, $5. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to prison or jail, and Ernest scared stupid. And I, I just held it up like it was the ring. That's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I can't believe you got Ernest goes to camp in that mix, too. Oh, buddy. Was, I think that actually was the best one. My favorite one is scared stupid. And it's only because um, I think I was that was the first one I saw as a kid. Yeah. And I always loved the uh, you know the whole Halloween theme and the, the goblins yeah, and, or the trolls. Definitely. That was wicked. It the, was. The stupid joke where he needs milk and he keeps calling it Miak. <laughs> Fuck man, that's just hilarious. You didn't think I was gonna find it, did you? But the camp one was great too. They had that that thing that shot the uh, that big machine at the. I don't re- remember much because I was a kid last time I saw it. But yeah. there was like the crazy food fight scene. 
can I tell you something? I've never seen Ernest goes to camp. Oh, okay. And I own it. I just haven't put it in yet. <laughs> I just haven't put it. In. But that's the first one. So I'm assuming. You know that there's also like Ernest goes to Africa. No. Ernest goes to the army. Why the fuck? See, this. I just said like I didn't want. Documentary series. Or something? <laughs> Ernest. The doc- <laughs> I'll tell you this though. Um. Um. Uh, wh- this is the only day I've ever forgotten. Um. Uh, the man's name. Fuck. The guy that was Ernest. His f- oh, you know his name? Of course I did. And until until I need to know it right now. What is he doing with He's dead. Um He died? Yes, he died. Mike, what's his name? Jim Varney. Yes! Jim Varney. That's the only time in my life I've ever forgotten that. Um What did he die of? Lung cancer. He oh. smoked a lot of cigarettes. You know why? <laughs> Because <laughs> um, he did, because he can. Um, of Jim, course he did. Look at that face. It's a fucking prune. Jim Varney <laughs> is, uh, I mean, he passed away, but he very underrated as a character actor. That motherfucker, when you watch those movies, he does like nine characters all well. Oh, yeah, that's he, true. He's just funny as hell. I mean, Ernest movies are like, uh, okay, lack of a better term, they are dumb movies. Yes, true. Of course they are. You can't look at a lot of like Jim Carrey movies though and say they're not dumb. Yeah. Ern- uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It's a great movie, but it's dumb as fuck. A man hunting pets. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, either way, Jim Varney. I just said that I didn't want to bring in some random guy and talk about Ernest, and then now you and me are talking Ernest. Today's topic, everybody. Ernest. <laughs> Should they bring it back? Ernest goes to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest does dance hall. What up? I can't do it. It'd have to be like a weekend at Bernie's, Ernest. Though, weekend at, this point, at right? Ernest. Uh, he well, he is. Yeah. Um, Very sad. Uh, yeah, he died. Uh, I think like 2004. You didn't know that? Oh, I had no idea. Buddy, get over yourself. Where do you live? I don't, I don't. <laughs> you can't. You don't know that Jim Varney passed away. Williamsburg. Um, Williamsburg. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody's just dressing like Jim Varney, <laughs> let, let alone watching him or thinking he's a good character actor. They're just like, look at these old jeans and this shitty hat. I look great today. Let's go to the reggae bar. <laughs> Um, either way, so last week I was away, so I didn't get to talk to this man. So what are you stressed about? What the hell's going on? Just a lot of stuff here at the club and stuff, you know, with labs. We're dealing with lawyers a lot right now, trying to create really? contracts and all kinds of shit. It's very, very stressful. Oh, man, these goddamn lawyers. It's terrible, man. Are you trying to get a hold of Jim the Hammer Shapiro? Who's that? What? 1-800-546-7777? Is that, is that in Canada or New York? That is actually in... Um, that is a uh, uh, commercial from Rochester, and for whatever reason, in um, five four six seventy seven seventy seven. In um, here, let's play a little bit of this. This is who it is. This is who. I cannot rip out the hearts of those who hurt you. <laughs> I cannot hand you their severed heads, but I can hunt them down and settle the score. Mm-hmm. I'll squeeze them for every dime I can, mm-hmm. every single dime. Get him, Jim. I'm Jim, the Hammer Shapiro. But I cannot proceed until you call. 1 800 You call, I hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that? So, for whatever reason, in where I'm from in Nova Scotia, they would play, um, um, uh, we would get the Fox station from Rochester, and Rochester, that's one of the commercials they had, because that's where he was from, Jim the Hammer Shapiro. So anytime I meet somebody from <laughs> Rochester, I'm always like, they're like, yo, I'm from Rochester. I'm like, dude, you know Jim the Hammer Shapiro? And they're always like, how the fuck do you know? Because I'm not supposed to. You know what I mean? That commercial was like a regional thing. Mm-hmm. Um but Canada has so little channels and content, I guess, that we're just like, well, let's play Jim the Hammer Shapiro. And then those are the commercials. I can't give you their severed heads. <laughs> <laughs> on TV. That was between like when I'd skip school and watch Jenny Jones. Remember, you remember Jenny Jones. Of course. Every once in a while, Jenny Jones would have an episode that was just like, uh, we've got the women, women today who have the biggest tits in the world. And I was like 12. I'm like, I'm not going to school today. They have a woman come out with double J's. I'm like, yes! <laughs> 12-year-old Nathan, you know what I mean? Giant titted women who can barely walk. And between between tits, um, the commercials would be, you know, <laughs> Jim the Hammer Shapiro telling you about the severed heads and then uh, the DeVry commercials. <laughs> like, yo, like a guy jumping over a fence being like, yo, man, you, you just sitting on the couch right there? You need to go to school. Or some dude, like, breaking out of a, a, a I don't know, like an, an arcade. Yo, man, I just pumped a bunch of quarters into that machine. You know what I got to do, though? School. DeVry. <laughs> and then, uh, you remember Selena Owen Barnes? No, Selena Owen Barnes was another one. I remember a lot of things from TV when I was a kid. 
Yeah. Um, either way, so you're dealing with lawyers but and DeVry, shit? But yeah, DeVry, DeVry. DeVry made it everywhere. I think Jim the Hammer Shapiro was I, a... I don't think I've ever actually met someone that went to DeVry, though. Fuck no, of course you didn't. What do they even offer? Um, it's a tech school or something, right? I think, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, hey, buddy, we got the internet. Um, I think... Um, what what do they offer? I think it was like a... Well, tech school, even then, what the fuck would you... What are you going to learn? What are you going to learn here? Oh, uh, that's a... Oh, man. they People do parodies. These goddamn ignorant parody people. You ever do that? You click on a video and you're like, oh, I want to watch that video. And then it's a parody of somebody doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah cool. I want to watch Jurassic Much Park. Better. And then somebody's like, oh, look, <laughs> a giant dinosaur is going to eat my mother. Fuck you. Or when somebody does their own comments over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You watch it. You're watching the clip from Jurassic Park. And then somebody's like, oh, a dinosaur's coming. Save it for the jazz. Look out, guys. <laughs> um... Jazz rant is about to- something totally different. You know, this whole show should just be called Jazz Rant, and I just put play jazz for a fucking hour and just run through it. That would actually be a good idea. That's actually good. One yeah. day the, the we'll have a, an episode that's all from minute one. It's jazz for an hour, and we're just gonna ramble the over the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas episode. Ernest rants over jazz. Um, anyways, lawyers and shit. That's got to be a big deal. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Bro. I'm dealing with I'm lawyers right now. Are man. you? Yeah. Why? These fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple of hoes out there want some money from the old Tosh. <laughs> That's not true. Um, green card, man. Oh, yeah. Green card. Very stressful, green man. Card. It's um, a lot of money. A lot of money. A uh, lot of money. A lot of time. Uh, a lot of stuff you need to get it. See, because right now I had a, a, a O1 work visa, which was also a fucking lot of money, a lot of time to get. Um, but it only allows you to work in your industry, which is fine uh, because that's all I want to do. But um, a lot of companies won't even deal with the O1 because people get sent the fuck back. Green card's the only one that's like legit, legit. So now I'm working on that, and that's just a whole bunch of uh, – Lawyers. Yeah. But that would be for good. You'd be set up for good. Dude, that'd that? be for life. I could get nice. that green card and then go walk into a McDonald's and be like, give me a job. Is that, it an actual card? That's what everybody asks. And, um, you know, I can't say that it is, and I can't say that it isn't. Hmm. I don't think it is. The visa was just a um, – the visa was a um, – um, A stamp in your passport or something? It's a – it's a not a stamp, but it's a um, – it's a um, – it's a little card. It's a little like card that they staple in. Whole thing costs thousands and thousands of dollars, and then they just staple it into my passport. <laughs> it could blow out at any minute. Every time I go to the airport, actually, and they flip through my passport, I want to. Can you just give it? Can you be a little more gentle, <laughs> man hands, please? It, there's thousands of dollars you're holding right there, and they're just like, where are you going? I'll tell you one thing: flying, which makes me upset. It's really small. I'm from Canada, but now when I go back to Canada, they ask me how long. I'm going to be in Canada for because they consider me a visitor to Canada now. Wow. And that makes me so mad. I want to just, can you just say welcome back? Yeah. You ignorant fuck. Just say welcome back. I'm from this country. I could get an apartment right here. I could lay on the floor of the airport until you guys throw me in jail. I'm from here. Now when I come back through New York, you know what they say to me? Welcome back. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's... I fly into LaGuardia and they're like, hey man, they go, what do you do? And I go, I I work in comedy. And they go, cool man, welcome back. I almost want to just go, what the fuck? How does my own country hate me? (laughs) (laughs) Treat me like a visitor, like I'm going home to do laundry. You know what I mean? Well, they know you're just coming to get your, you know, get an operation or something. That's the only reason you're here. That's funny. How how long are you going to be here for? I don't know. How how long until you beat cancer? Am I right, guys? Lung cancer. How long does it take to beat lung cancer? Then then I'll be back to America. They're like, welcome back. Thanks for not. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for not thank you for not taking a bed here. Actually, they'd be pissed if I, because I mean, I'm sure America would want my money. Um, all right. Well, okay. Um, I, no, we haven't even decided, told anybody what the hell this topic is going to be. Yeah. Here it is, John, John the Don. Um, I wanted to talk about because uh, Aaron Friedman, who we're having in here, actually a few weeks ago, I talked to him about he grew up a vegan, never eaten meat, which I find amazing. Um, but the reason I find that amazing, he's now like guilty to eat meat. He just won't do it. He's, he's very weird about the whole thing. And I thought it's amazing how strong the, the, the behaviors, I guess, that are put into us as a kid are hard to break when mm-hmm. you're older. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, I mean, I'll talk about all my shit. What the fuck is, uh, not wrong with me, I guess, but not wrong, you know, wrong. I'll say yeah. wrong. Yeah. But from being a kid, what's kind of instilled in you and how hard that is to break, uh, yeah. when you grow up. So... Um, I guess basically what, what's a cleaner way to say that? How hard it is to break the behaviors that are instilled in you as a kid. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? I'm pretty sure he's a vegetarian, not a vegan, though. 
Oh, this ignorant motherfucker. <laughs> so what's that, cheese? He eats a lot of cheese. <sighs> he drinks milk. All right, cancel the show. <laughs> Yo, cancel it, man. But he's never eaten a steak, so. Oh, well, then we're back. He's missing it. <laughs> um, all right, never eaten a steak. We are back. We are back live. Um, all right, and... Uh, I'm sure you've heard about this whole uh, Leslie Jones deal yes, woman on Saturday Night Live. Of course, yeah. Uh, black woman uh, can't do a, a sketch written by a black woman about uh, slavery. That is now not allowed. You can't do it. Nobody talk about slavery ever, even if you're black. Um, you can't do it. So today, um, let's put this on. Fuck it. Um, give me your fucking Coltrane. No, you start whatever the hell you want to start. Yannick John Coltrane here. All right. We do a segment on the show called The Jazz Rant. Um, and this one, I uh, want to talk about uh, liberals specifically because they're... The, okay, this whole Leslie Jones thing, for example. Liberals who are like, you can't say that, you can't say this. It's amazing to me that, that liberals are so open to everything until you disagree with what it is that they're saying. If you're like, um, if liberals say women should make uh, equal money and you just go, well, hey, uh, I don't know, even if you just questioned why... There's no more fucking open-mindedness anymore. It is now, you go to hell, fuck yourself, get, 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 just die. Die. It's weird to me that a group of people who say they're so open-minded wouldn't, like, answer questions about their own open-mindedness. You know what I mean? You just need to be on board or get the fuck out of here. Like, um, you know, hey, I maybe feel weird around gay people. Well, then you get in your car, put all the windows up, Jack fucking Judas Priest and throw yourself over a cliff, fuckbag, because we have no time to explain shit to you. I Maybe I grew up in a country where gay people were... Well, that's not here, bud. Die! Um, I get you're not allowed to, um... I guess in a lot of ways you're not allowed to, like, uh... Okay, well, for example, podcast I did last week, I mentioned how on Saturday Night Live... Everybody's saying everything's racist now. Every I said that it's probably easier to find out what's not racist than what is. You can go, that uh, ice cream's not racist, and this sidewalk, there's no way that could be racist, and that's it. Everything else probably has a racist connotation to it. Um, that's what I was saying, and a woman tweeted at me and said, I wanted to listen to your podcast, but you were just talking about how hard it is not to be racist. I don't even know what the fuck that sentence means. Um, she clearly didn't listen to what it was I was saying. She took racist and went with it and decided that I must be talking about how it's hard not to be racist, which is an ignorant, crazy thing to do. It's also a, a wicked liberal thing to do. You just hear a trigger word and go, well, here we go. I'm now, whoop, did somebody just mention woman? Yo, you can't talk about women. What if I said women were great? Well, that's not what I heard. You said women, and I'll tell you why they're great. Fuck you. They all deserve the greatest things in the world, and they can do whatever the hell they want. Um, you can't, one thing you definitely can't do is question women. If you question women, there's a lot of weak, I'll say this, weak, 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 weak. W-E-A-K, weak. <laughs> that sounded like I was going to say W-P-R-K, Cincinnati. W-E-A-K, Cincinnati, this week, 103.1, the weak men. Weak men decide that you're never allowed to question women. Weak liberal men, I'll say. They're like, well, you can't. You just can't. Yeah, a woman's always... Uh, any man that says a woman's always right, man, you get in your car, you blast fucking John Mayer, and you throw yourself over a cliff. How the fuck can every woman always be right about everything? I'm not, I'm not right about... This is what I say a lot. I used to be... I used to really, really fight for my stance on everything, and I'd go, uh... But now I'm like, if I say something, I'll be like, am I wrong? And I really mean that. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I'm fine with that. I'll take a wrong. The, but you just to be like, women are never. You can't question a woman. I goddamn it, I'll question women until I die. You know what I mean, John? I'm gonna question every goddamn woman until I'm dead. You know why? I grew up without a dad. I grew up with only a woman. That's how you really. That's how you really understand. Fucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> women. Goddamn it. I don't understand them. I don't. You know what? I'm not gonna say that either. I don't fucking. I, <sighs> The whole rant here was about how um, liberals are starting to be the worst goddamn people on the planet. I'm almost starting to respect people that say they're conservative more because at least you can have some sort of conversation with them. You can at least go, hey, I think black people are cool. And they'll go, well, here's why I don't. Or I think everybody minimum wage should be raised. And they'll be like, well, here's why I don't. Liberals, there's no gray area. It's this or go to hell. Um, I also can say that oh, I don't even like the term conservative or liberal. I find them both dumb, weird, constricting things. Can you just be a human being who has different thoughts on different things? Um, also, legalize prostitution. All right. I think, <laughs> well, I think we'll shut it down there. Um, all right, so uh, quick break, and then we'll be back with Aaron Friedman to talk about uh, childhood behaviors. Am I right, John? <laughs> <laughs> 
Great. All right, cool. <laughs> we are back. Um, oh, again, we take these uh, short breaks that allow me and John to go watch movies and oh, everything yeah. else to get a coffee. Yeah, we, what did we watch? Ghostbusters, right? Um, Ghostbusters, and then we went to see the new Spider-Man. Yeah. It was a good one. Did you see Captain America, actually? No. Uh, don't do it. No? You know what? I, quickly, okay. Well, first of all, we got Aaron Friedman here. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Aaron Friedman um, is a man. We'll get into <laughs> him being a man and uh, talking about the things we were going to talk about. Um, actually, fuck it. Let's just do that. So a couple of weeks ago... Aaron is also Aaron works at the um, Stand Up New York Labs. Also, Stand Up New York. You work both up and down. I do. I work upstairs and downstairs and on the stairs. Also, I work on the stairs. What do you do on the <laughs> What do you do on the stairs? Just fix the stairs. <laughs> the <laughs> stairs are broken. Aaron Make fixes sure the, the stairs are working. Broken. <laughs> 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 does stairs. a hell of a job, yeah, man. He does. Just walking up and down, shaking them like that one works. <laughs> They're always working. This third one from the top's pretty good. Um, it's because I tried to say that John worked both upstairs and downstairs, and he called me an idiot and said I didn't know anything. He just works upstairs. Just yeah. upstairs. Hey, man, I'm sorry. You're right. I never see you downstairs. I know. Um, either way, Aaron works everywhere in the building, the whole place. And a couple weeks ago, I was talking to Aaron um, about you grew up a uh, vegan. Vegetarian. Fuck. I Don't you st- ever make that mistake again. This no. is the third <laughs> I time. I corrected him the first time. Yeah. Dude. And then he hit me in the break. <laughs> Good. And Thank I, you. And I, I completely that, forgot John. about it. So vegetarian. Apologize. You, you grew up a vegetarian. I did. Uh, both of my parents were vegetarians as part of the reason that they were introduced. And they raised uh, all three of their kids vegetarians because they're assholes. What do you mean because <laughs> – <laughs> what do you mean that's, that's how they were introduced? Well, like they had a friend in common, and they were like, "Oh, John's a vegetarian, Polly's a vegetarian." Let's, oh, uh, let's so they met on those other. terms. That's one of the reasons why they were introduced. Yeah. Oh. Oh, they were introduced to each other because they're vegetarians. One of the reasons, yeah. Oh man, that's so strange. Um, but uh, what I thought was interesting is that you had said that you don't eat meat, and you now feel guilty about even like sort of thinking about doing it because of how you were raised. Yeah, it's not even a, a guilt thing. It's just a really, it's just an ingrained part of my psychology to not eat meat. Yes. So, for example, when when people become vegetarians, they have reasons for it. You know, whether it's uh, a health reason or some uh, fucking animal rights bullshit reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the only reason that I'm a vegetarian is because I don't eat meat. Yes. If that that makes sense. It does make sense. But that's what I thought was interesting about it. Because that's such a – as a kid, everything you kind of tell a kid is so – Man, that really gets in there. You know what I mean? Even when parents are like, you're not listening. They are. And later in life, they're going to be either fucked up or good because of the things that happened to them as a child. Yeah. I I, I agree with. Why did your parents become vegetarians? It was it was different reasons. My dad did a whole bunch of uh, exploration of Eastern spirituality. And then there's some vegetarianism in that. My mom, it was kind of like a gradual thing. She was eating less and less. And I think the final straw was was she was driving home. And she was behind uh, a chicken truck (laughs) for like two hours. And that kind of disgusted her enough that she gave up meat altogether. Do they even have chicken trucks anymore? I hope so. It's a Americana (laughs) I don't want to lose. That is funny. (laughs) A bunch of wings just flapping outside of cages. I think think that's what it was. It was just like feathers shedding for miles and miles. I remember when you watch movies. There's some movies in the 70s that kind of show that. And there's just some maniac driving chicken. They're just shitting on the Mm. windshield of cars behind it. It's great for a car chase scene, you know? Yeah. um, uh, Ong Bok. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, the Thai warrior He he does a, a front flip Over a chicken truck Cool You guys both like What? <laughs> we have no idea um, That was a good one You never saw Ong Bak? I no. haven't seen it Never Get over yourselves okay. I, think, I think they might do more Of the of the slaughtering on site These days Yes I think that might be Have to contribute To the decline In chicken, chicken trucks <laughs> Yeah raise it, Yeah Because I mean Chicken trucks cost gas Yeah So you just put You just raise a chicken In a cage You beat the hell out of it Eat it what the hell's wrong with that? Drive it where? Why? Everybody wins. Um, but so okay, <laughs> everybody. Wins. So have you? I mean, so have you ever wanted to eat meat? Have you ever like? So what I'm trying to understand, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, when when I was seven, when when each of us were seven, maybe it was ten. When each of us were ten, my 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 mother sat us down and told us that we could eat meat if we wanted to, uh, and then we all have have turned it down at that point. But I think there there've definitely been occasions where it's just certainly inconvenient. It's not, you know, I've always, if I wanted to eat that piece of whatever, say steak in front of me, I, I could, there was nothing, you know, it's not like um, some religious thing where I thought I would go to hell or have some consequence if, if I did. Uh, but just psychologically, there was this barrier that I wish I didn't have to deal with. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. So you at least understand that that's why it is a thing. Yeah, because had- it, it is instilled in you and you just don't know what the fuck 
Yeah, I mean, in in uh, in in everyone's head, they decide they they kind of define certain things as food and certain things as not food. For example, like in, in France, they'll eat horse, where we probably wouldn't do that, or places in Asia that might eat dog that that the average American wouldn't do, given the opportunity. For me, all uh, uh, dead animal flesh kind of is that same categorical something that I don't eat. And you find that annoying now? Yeah, it sucks. Why does it suck? Well. well I don't know. First of all, like if you're traveling and then there's something awesome that everyone's eating that you're not eating or if there's like a party and people are cooking steaks and they're like, oh, it's great. Or if you try this, or whatever. it's just inconvenient to have that, uh, especially like it, as someone who, who really loves and enjoys food. Yeah. Um, so you got to be that dude at a party when everyone's grilling stuff. You're like, actually, yeah, I'll have a fucking mushroom. That sucks. I mean, mushrooms are mushrooms are okay, but what's the thing on the what's like, what's the thing that you really wanted to try that you can't like a food like a like barbecue? A, just like a no, no question, yeah, barbecue, like uh, ribs pulled, and shit. Ribs, ribs pulled pork, yeah. Man, let but me tell you something smoked. about you know, Aaron. Shit. Let me tell you something about ribs. They're fucking amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, gotta, they they look it. I got a slow cooker for Christmas. My girlfriend got me a slow cooker. We've slow cooked ribs oh, like God. four times. It's probably one of the best things I ever have. Yeah, you just pick great. up the bone and the fucking meat falls right off it. It is great. And I'm sure it was a cute animal at some point yeah. in time. But I mean, God, I gotta eat that animal, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if like, <clears throat> I guess the way I can equate. The way I would look at, at like, like insects to, to us as meat eaters, people eat them in other places, you know, but like, I can't imagine taking that leap to eating something like that. That's probably the same way yeah, that you that's, feel. That's right? what it is. Or yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I was, I was at the dinner the other night and uh, a guy I was with ordered, ordered up uh, pork brains. Like it was on the you menu. You can do that at a place? And yeah. Yeah. So somebody's it. it was weird a Mexican house? restaurant and they were like, they're delicious. They're great. Does it look like brains? No, it was like mashed up in like some kind of a thing, like God. A, in sort of like a an empanada or something like that. See, that's a, this is see, this is where though like meat eaters fuck up, and and that's gross for the whole world. I, think I like you know meat. what that's uh, to me no gross than like uh, chicken wing. Exactly, that's, that's funny. But see, but to me that's disgusting. To me, the idea of eating any organ is disgusting. All yeah. I'll eat is meat. What do you mean like liver? I won't eat. I don't. I think liver is disgusting. Like foie gras. I think that's gross. Liver's a slimy kind of deal, right? It's just uh, organs to me are disgusting. So that's almost the same way that you look at me, probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So th- yeah, but this is why because uh, I my girlfriend her roommate actually he grew up uh, vegetarian as well and he uh, ate meat for the first time last year. Like it took him forever to sort of get into like, all right, I'm finally gonna break this fucking shit and try it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's gone full tilt as in, you know, he's eating a steak a week, but he's in, he's had that chicken and he's like, cool, now I know what it is. Bacon, you never had bacon? I've never had bacon. Bacon's never really <laughs> done it for me, just in terms of when I smell bacon, it, it never really gets me going. Because you've never had bacon. Yeah. But you I, gotta get in there and eat that bacon. I don't but know. don't do it. I, don't mean, do I could it. I could imagine myself eating meat and only eating barbecue. Yeah. Or like certain things like steaks. Sometimes look amazing. I would have always assumed too that like, like um, everybody that would have been because I mean you're a regular looking dude. You know what I mean? More or less. I would assume that everybody <laughs> that grew up vegetarian would look like fucking Roy Rogers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Captain America. They're running the they're running a mile in five seconds. Yeah. They're just yeah. G- gorgeous built men. Does well, that make Aaron, sense? Aaron eats a lot of cheese, so you know. Ah, uh, you balance out with the cheese. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I mean, just because you're a vegetarian doesn't mean you're healthy either. You know, I guess that's eat, like, true. French fries and cake and all kinds of shit. French fries, you can't, eat, you can't eat French fries, though, can you? Absolutely. But they, they're fucking, oh, well, I guess that'd be vegan because they're, they're grilled. I mean, they're no, fried in animal fat. They're vegan, too. No. They're, they're, for the most part, not. Oh, I didn't know that. Vegetable okay. oil, usually. Usually, yeah. Oh, it's a dirty they little They used to vegetable. do lard back in the day, but that's, I mean, maybe they're still doing that in, in Nova Scotia or something. Yeah, it's butter. <laughs> now, this is the other thing about me where I differ a little bit from my siblings. If there's if if it was cooked in animal fat, I would rather not know about it because it's a psychological barrier. That's what I was asking. Else. So so if my if I'm at a, if I'm at a restaurant and there's a soup and and it has chicken stock, I'll eat it as long as I don't know there's chicken stock. Okay. Whereas my siblings will go into a restaurant and they'll want to clarify beforehand. I just don't want to know I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you because also the one they might not give you the right answer. Because they might just lie because they're like, fuck, man, we can't help you. Or two, they'll tell you and then nah, you're fucked. Yeah, if it's uh, if I wanted to eat the soup in the first place, yeah, no, I can't eat the damn soup. Um, And again, why I was interested in that, because okay, for me, and this is a thing that I've realized over the last few years, one of the things, and I mean, it's, it's all, I, I'm, tr- I, from, from the way I was growing up, my mom always told me to be like um, quiet. I was always told to be a quiet kid, don't do this, don't do that. So it took me a very long time to start being like an outwardly outgoing 
human being. And even now, every once in a while, I feel that's that's that urge when I'm around people to just be a fucking quiet dude mm-hmm. who doesn't ruffle anything, and I'm just here I am, just being a good kid. You know what I mean? That's interesting because when you get on stage, you're not like that. But you know what's funny? A lot of times when I am on stage, I, in my head, I'm like that. I revert back to that little kid in grade two that was just told to be a good kid. So then I'm on stage not being as loud or as jumpy as I kind of want to be. And then I'll leave going, you know, people are like, man, that's a good set. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't even, I didn't even move my arms. I just stood up there like an <laughs> animal. No jumping. No There's jumping. no jumping. <laughs> and I'm not that, that makes me sound like I'm some kind of, I don't know, fucking acrobat. But you know what I mean? I just stood behind a mic and was like, hello, I'm a good comedian. Here's a joke. Nobody was a blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that for me has been a, Super hard thing to break as a kid. I understand intellectually that there's no reason that you got to be a super shy human being, but because it was instilled in me, it's so hard sometimes to fucking break from that. Mm-hmm. Now, were there were there values attached to that? Was there there was a reason to be quiet? Oh, or? my mom was angry. <laughs> it was like <laughs> a, there wasn't any real values to it. It was like. Um, Nah, man, she, I mean, single mom that was pretty, she got fucking angry about shit every once in a while. So it was more just, I guess, to, do, yeah. to not uh, to not bother her at points in time. Mm-hmm. And I guess to do well in school. That was one of the things, too. I used to be, I used to really, really be scared to to talk out in class because I was always told sort of, you know, respect uh, elders and all that sort of thing. Um, so I guess that would be one of the values, respect elders. Mm-hmm. And, um, and even that still plays today. I'll go into a place and I'll, if I feel that somebody has some sort of authority over that place um i don't really fuck with that person does that weird like I'll, I'll i'll say hello and all that kind of stuff but i wouldn't talk to them the same way that i would talk to a human that i really know but that, you know those I mean? are all positive things i think in a way i guess because it stops me <clears throat> not not that i wouldn't really talk to them but then I, I i'd feel that they're above me and i'm not worth talking to them does that make sense mm, okay that's different than, exactly yeah. so that's not a good thing do you yeah. know what i mean i'll be like oh that person's above me i can't even go talk to that person even yeah. in even in that. terms of like yes i'm i'm trying here we are do you know what i mean <laughs> even when i'm on the same show even in the halifax fest uh, that i did last week uh there's like jeremy hots in there and a bunch of other great fucking comedians and i'm just like ah, man i'm just you know i'm just i'm just here like i'm just supposed to but then you when i think about it i'm like i'm in the same room i'm on the same show well at least you can acknowledge that and you understand that that's happening so now you can change maybe that's the first step is acknowledging it now you can change uh, yeah. your behavior but like i'm saying it's only been the last couple of years because before that i was just like well i'm not supposed to be here i'm fucking whatever you know what i mean i just sit there i remember i was having this conversation with a bunch of comedians once and it was all like dudes that were older than me they've been doing stand-up forever and i'm just kind of sitting there and then one of them was like he's like nathan um you need to really shut the fuck up and uh i was like yeah man i'm sorry i'm just not really you know i'm just kind of sitting here you know but i should be in there a little bit not going like hey man i know what the fuck your problems are but at least go yeah i got an opinion on that or yeah. i can talk about this you know what i mean so that's one of the kind of things that uh, i've had to sort of fucking battle well that's a, that's a thing i kind of deal with sometimes as a younger comedian when you're around older comedians you you should shut up i mean you'll see people who who just kind of try too hard or try too much yeah but those the, for sure but i i don't i mean you, you shouldn't just necessarily just shut down and i mean right. not even in terms of comedians i talk about anybody that i feel has some sort of uh uh, authority over me. Do you know what I mean? Even yeah. though they might not, we're all just human beings. Yeah. Um. Do you, like, I mean, when I mentioned that, is there anything that comes to your mind growing up that you like? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um. And this, it, it's. I grew up in a family of cops, so my That's father so was a funny cop. To me, man. Like, yeah. How many cops were in your family? My father's a cop. My uncle Butch was the the commissioner of Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon's a city right outside Commi- of New York. His name was Commissioner Butch? Yeah, his name's Butch. <laughs> Mount Vernon's a city right outside of the Bronx, and, it, and it's got, like, a lot of the bad things about the Bronx with none of the good things, like, like a, you know, I, I don't know what's so good about the Bronx, but, you know, it, it's just a bad city. Uh-huh. My father was a cop. My uncle was the, was the commissioner. My uncle Ronnie was a cop. All my cousins are co- Everyone's a cop. Uh-huh. So I grew up always seeing people get involved in shit that they sh- like that they should rightfully get involved in because they're cops. There was something bad happening. They would always jump in. It was a fight. It was this or that. I watched a lot of that growing up. So today, I if I see anything happening, I always feel like I need to get involved. And it's put me in situations that could be dangerous and could get me hurt in a lot of ways. Like what? Like uh, two week, two or three weeks ago, I saw some guy beating the shit out of a, out of a couple of people on the street, and I, like I jumped on him and like wrestled him and held him down till the cops came. We talked about this, I think. 
And like shit like that, every time I see it, I always get involved. I see some guy freaking out on the subway screaming at somebody. I'll stand in front of the person and get in the guy's face. Well, fuck, that seems great. That seems like such it's a not, positive it's thing. It's not because it, it, cause I'll, I won't know when to not do it. Yeah. Like if I'm walking down the street with a girl and a group of guys like make some comment, I'm going to turn around and, and I'm going to like say something and Dude, it get me you, in a situation where I'm going to get fucked up. Yeah, but you're a hero. You know, it's almost the exact opposite of being a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not jumping on random people that are beating up people. I'm not. Know. I'm not jumping on anybody. But eventually it's going to backfire and I'm going to and something bad's going to Yeah, happen and then you'll be killed and they'll go, "Look at this hero." Exactly. I don't want to die. Sure, man, but you're going to die a hero. They're going to give you you're going to get a, a I don't know where it stops though. I don't know how bad the situation has to be. But before I don't get involved. When I grew up, I would see my father constantly. We were the earliest memory I have of him in because I've seen him in probably like fifteen fights in my life. That's amazing. It's ridiculous. Um, we were walking. We were in Jones Beach in Long Island. Sorry to cut you off. Does he fight with a shirt or no shirt? This time, no shirt. Oh, but usually, there's a shirt. Um, <laughs> there was this guy. These a group of, of dudes had started kind of groping his girlfriend, slapping her ass, whatever. The guy tried to defend himself. That used to happen. Beat the shit out of him. Rope women in the streets. He was getting beat up by two guys. I remember (coughs) watching my father run straight down that beach and just tackle these guys and beat the shit out of them right there on the beach till the cops, the lifeguards got the cops there and then both guys got arrested Uh because he was a cop. And seeing these things over and over throughout my childhood happened all the time. We lived in a neighborhood when I was was really young that was a bad neighborhood too, Mm -hmm. so we'd see it even more there. To this day, I just can't, I can't like escape that. I have to always get involved in anything that I feel is an injustice. Dude, if there's there's women listening right now that are just like that guy sounds like the greatest human being alive. There has to be because I mean I get what you're saying that one day it could backfire or whatever. It'll backfire. But badly. up to that point, dude, you should be given a fucking purple heart. You, you get on the train and you see something happening and nobody does anything. I guess it's because they weren't grown up with fucking cops. Maybe Commissioner Butch also sounds like a, <laughs> uh, Commissioner Butch also sounds like a wicked video game. Do you know what I mean? Are you are you a bad enough commissioner to save this city? And then just Butch standing there, just badge stapled right into his yes. chest. Hair, I, he had hair everywhere. I'm picturing this man with he's like we're hairy all hairy. Dude. We're Italian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that I need to start learning how to. Like, there's a risk versus reward ratio, man. Like, how much are you going to put yourself at risk in order to, like, to help this person, depending on what how bad the situation is? Maybe they deserved it. Maybe you're jumping in for... It's not about whether the person was in the right or the wrong. It's just if I see one person in a situation that seems unfair to them... Yeah. I, I end up just jumping on the for the guy that that that's getting... Dude, you you need a new uh, nickname now. I need to figure out some superhero <laughs> name for you. John the Gate Fatty Gate. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the gate stops here or whatever it would be um yeah man that's one of the i i think that's a, a positive thing anyway another one this is we- another uh i think this is what i want to talk about another uh, weird behavior with me is uh fucking money money is like a. oh yeah i grew up with no like no money we were always t- oh, my mom was always t- i was always told that like money was this s- scaring fucking thing that's just gonna go away and that you're, you shouldn't buy anything you shouldn't get anything so i don't do perfect example the other day uh, my mom bought me uh, luggage that was on sale. It's got wheels on it, right? Wheels. Wheels. Best best day of my goddamn life, okay? I go through the airport all the time. Luggage with wheels? I was wheeling it around. They've I was had tossing. that forever, man. See? <laughs> they had it forever. And I could have bought it years ago. But for years, I've been like, I can't afford luggage, man. And I'm walking through airports carrying a duffel bag, like a 1975, you know, wrestler, Wearing a coat, sweating. Everybody else in the airport looks like they're having an easy time. Drag, I'm kicking a bag. You know when you go through the line uh, to check to get to go through security. I put the bag down and just kick it. Yeah. Just kick yeah, it yeah, in front of me. That's my move. So then I had I got a, a luggage with wheels and I'm just wheeling it around and I'm like, man, I really make life way harder than it needs to be yeah. because of things that were fucking put into me as a kid. You can't spend money. You shouldn't. You know what I mean? That's a really common one, though, man. The money thing, but it's not that, good. I have one of my best friends grew up. They had they were poor for a long time. Now he makes over one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh-huh. He's got like a hundred grand in the bank, and he still is a, feels terrible, awful. But when you he buys something, but you can't because there's a difference between poor and broke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, poor is a whole mental state. That a lot of people don't get the fuck out That's of. That's interesting. I think you're right. It is. Broke Broke is like, I don't have any money, but things are going to be good. Yeah. Poor is a completely different. Like, if you walked around being like, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor, you're going to feel a lot worse than just like, I'm broke. Because broke is just a fixable with money. Poor is not. Poor is a whole mental thing that you're you're stuck in for a very long fucking period of time. What do you think it would take you to get out of that? Do you, you, I'm you trying. consider yourself poor? 
No, I did for a very long time. Now I'm just like, I'm not even broke, really. I got a little bit of money. Now yeah. I'm trying to realize that, like, if I, okay, like, uh, the other day, a friend's birthday, uh, we went to this place that apparently has the best lamb burgers in America, okay? Best lamb burgers in America. $25 burger. A year ago, there's no way I would have spent $25 on a burger because I would have been like, Man, I don't have, first of all, I don't have $25 for a burger. Then I would have remembered growing up with no money, no food. Picture where my mom is right now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't deserve a fucking $25 burger. All those thoughts, mm. I'd feel so guilty. I'd watch other people eating, and I'm like, how could you do that? How could you spend $25? But I just went, fuck it, man. When the hell am I going to get another lamb burger that's yeah. the best in America? Yeah. So I bought the goddamn thing. It's great. But it took so much. Do you know what I mean? It takes, the last year, I've really been trying to fight some of this stuff because you can't. Um, I feel there's a lot of things that happen to you as a kid that help you for the rest of time, like like saving women and having sex with lots of them, like, which is going to happen after they hear this podcast. Um, but um, some of that shit, like if you have 100 grand, you can buy a fucking burger. I don't yeah. have 100 grand, but I'm saying, like your friend that has 100 grand, he feels bad to spend money. You can't feel bad. Um, you can't feel bad spending money just because you didn't come from any. I know, but it's it's coping with that fear, man. He's got that fear in him that he's going to be poor again. I tell my girlfriend all the time that I'm going to be homeless. All the time. And she's like, you're not going to be homeless. You're a fucking maniac. I'm like, no, I'm going to spend this money. The, everything's going to fall apart. I'm going to be living on the street. When I see homeless people, I get fucking scared. Like, legitimately scared. I'm like, oh, man, I got to... I hope this joke I'm writing is the best <laughs> joke that's ever been written. Um, and I can't fucking live in that weird scared world because you kind of have to spend money um to make money do you know what i mean you know, i agree you know what's crazy i i always had that even though i came from like a middle class family yeah like and, and my parents didn't like anytime if i was out with my father this is back when there were still pay phones if he would you know call my mom to tell him what time we were coming home and he would pay a quarter to do that i would freak out yeah. a little bit about like oh, you, you know you're wasting money we're gonna be broke we're gonna be living on the streets yeah and it's one of it's one of those things though that's like a lot of us pretty much everybody except a few people could be homeless i mean we could all true. something could happen that's one reason i mean we've talked about it before but i hate when people make fun of homeless people because you, you know i mean you work at a fucking hard rock cafe i mean once those flop which they should have by this point in time, yeah. who really needs to see the guitar that Led Zeppelin used in 1972 while they're eating a Caesar salad? <laughs> um, it's just a weird dichotomy. Right? There's Michael Jackson's glove. Here's my Sunday. Yay! Um, but anyways, nobody's really that far from it, but you still can't be scared day in, day out. Every dollar you spend is going to send you to that place. Because I bet a lot of people that are homeless, if they had some money, they'd buy some of this small shit, like a burger, or fucking a, a, use a quarter, or a, a luggage, man, luggage. I could have bought luggage some, years uh, ago. Some homeless people do have luggage. That's, That's true. I've actually, yeah, around. I've seen luggage, homeless people with wheels, and yeah. I'm, I'm carrying a bag, <laughs> a, <duffel> bag. <laughs> a fucking duffel bag like a mutant. And then the worst part is when I have that luggage and my coat's on it, I'm walking around literally thinking I'm not worth it I, i'm not worthy enough to have it this easy that's literally the thought that i have yeah. in my mind which is um another one of those things i gotta break are from you being a fucking are you kid. catholic no i was raised with no fucking okay. religion that's a catholic thing yes um it's it's also my whole family's full of anxiety so raised with a whole lot of that oh. um yeah man and i and i mean this is another one of these things that i'm not trying to i won't make it whatever but um there's a whole lot of like not um I don't know, a lot of things that mom would have said as a kid, like, I, there wasn't a whole lot of, um, uh, like, confidence instilled mm. in me. It wasn't like, you can fucking do whatever. It was a whole lot of, like, I don't know, everything's kind of fucked up, so this is sort of how you'll be. Do you feel, you have anxiety issues now because yeah, of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're getting better because I, I'm, I'm aware of them and I try to work on them. But, dude, there, there, there's been points of time where I go to write something and then I'm literally frozen for 25 minutes thinking about all the fucking bad things that are either going to happen from doing this or, or going to happen from not doing this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all from growing up being like, everything's bad constantly, all the time. It's always this. It's always that. You know what I mean? I had to get over my whole fear of fucking alcohol for a long time because I used to drink like I, I had an ulcer when I was like 15 and a lot of people in my family drank so I used to get really um, uh, I guess anxious about that like I'd go to somebody's house and they were like bring liquor and I remember being in the liquor store frozen looking at rum 
and just thinking about all the times I've been drunk and all the bad things that have happened, picturing my mom drunk and being like, I shouldn't get this. And then I'd go to their house with nothing. Well, that's a, that's a good anxiety, that one. No, because you, you now I'm at the point where I can have a drink and be cool. You, you need to be, everything needs to be, you can't be so hard either way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't go like, I'm a crazy alcoholic, give me all the alcohol. And you also can't be like, fuck alcohol, it's the worst thing in the world. Because it's not. If you don't want to drink, that's fine. But if you don't want to drink because you're scared that you're going to fall into this whole pit of death and doom... That's, that's not good. Do you know what I mean? So now I've gotten to a point where I can have a drink and be cool. But a few years ago, I'd be like, no, nah, man, because then I'm going to be homeless. I'll be living on the street, drinking uh, Listerine, being like, give me the fucking, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you're in a good place now. I mean, I'm trying. Yeah. That's hilarious. This has all got a lot more <laughs> serious than I really wanted to be. I'm just talking about things that were, uh, do you know what I mean? Things that I saw as a kid that now I'm trying to fucking uh, uh, break. Is there anything else other than the the whole cop deal? Um, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's some bad qualities of myself. Like I could, if we dig in <laughs> deep enough, <laughs> they don't need to be bad. Necessarily. Aaron, what are, what are what are some of my worst qualities? Is, um, <laughs> I'm obsessed with with to, with uh, with things happening on time. I mean. I got that too. What's, what's a bad one? It's, hard, it's, bad hard, it's, it's hard to tell what comes directly from them and, and what you know what the personality thing that is is just you. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. What do you mean? So so like the like the fear of money, nothing to do with my parents. The vegetarian thing, like that, came from them. It's hard to say like where everything came. Why from. did the fear of money come from you I'm, again? I have no idea. Where, what the the, the, the earliest I can I can remember it coming from is like my mom paying bills, and I would be like, "Mom, pay your bills, or or we'll go to jail," and I would be like, freak out about it. Hmm, that's super interesting. I mean, that has to, that's probably what that has to do with, which then is not directly them, but it's indirectly them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's in that kind of wheelhouse. Um, I used to, uh, time is a huge fucking uh, thing. I hate when people aren't on time. I'm, yeah. I'm always early for everything, and every and everybody thinks they're way too cool to be on time too. Like if you say two o'clock and somebody shows up at two o'clock, they're a loser. I get there at one forty-five, and I wait for everybody else because everybody's a fucking criminal and won't be on time. You know what I mean? It's true. They're like two o'clock, I'm wait. I, I don't need that. You yeah, I'll, 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 I'll show up early, do a, a few, uh, go around the block once yeah. or twice, and show up exactly on yeah. time, the time that I said I'd be there. Exactly, yeah. and what's wrong with that? But other people show up at two ten, and they're like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm like, what the fuck, sorry? Yeah. I it really makes I don't know. I get really. Uh, Angry about that it. That probably works your anxiety a little bit too, huh? When I, well, it stresses here's a, you out. When I was a kid, um, I used to stand by the door. I'd get early for, I'd get ready for school and stand by the door and be like, "Mom, you gotta take me to school. Mom, you gotta take me to school." And it's it's like six in the morning, and she's like, "You don't have to be at school till seven thirty. And I'm like, "But you gotta take me to school." So then she'd go, "Fine, fuck it." She'd drive me to school, and then I'd be standing outside of the school. Nobody's there. Teachers, nobody. And teachers would show up and be like, "Dude, is everything okay? Why are you here so early?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, because I had to be on time." Like, I'd get there before teachers just because I had this crazy, and it, like you were saying, I don't know where that came from because my mom, I don't think that's, you know what I mean? That yeah. just happened. I was just like, I need to fucking be on time. And that's kind of always stuck with me. And I get I get mad. I get mad when people don't show up on time. You know, you know it's interesting. In my family, it's split. Me and my dad have to be on time, but my mother, my sister, and my brother, they don't really care. Yeah. And uh, over, over Thanksgiving, I got in this huge fight with my sister about it that, that somebody else was going to give me a ride back from... Uh, from Syracuse to New York and I had to meet this person at a certain time my sister said she'd give me a ride and then she was like getting late and later and later and then I ended up just like flipping out on her yeah and we ended up not talking for for like six months because I'm still pissed at her for yeah it. yeah yeah I believe that I mean I've had lots of arguments with, with people yeah. about not being on time and usually the people that aren't on time are like man what's the big deal you fucking said you were gonna be somewhere that's the deal do you know what I mean do you not have any sort of Word at all? No ethic lives yeah, it's with you. Disrespectful to everybody. So you're gonna be somewhere. Did you? Did, I mean, you asked me if I grew. Up, did you grow up religious? No, not at all. Not at all. I guess vegetarians probably not. It's not a religion. No, I know it's, it's not. <laughs> oh, but I mean, oh, oh, oh. I mean, two vegetarians coming together are probably not really religious people, is what I meant. Well, they were into like Dep Buddhism. I mean, depending and shit, depending right? on the religion, I mean, my dad was into this stuff called uh, Ananda Marga called uh, the, 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 the Path of Bliss is a Sanskrit for the Path of Bliss, which I've since gotten into. But, they, I mean, they, they tried to be, like, a little bit what, Jewish, what? but just barely. Okay. What is what is the Path of Bliss? It this, uh, it's, oh, it's super cool. There's this Indian guru in the 50s, and he uh, – it was just basically his teachings. It's, you know, a, a little bit of um, just basic Eastern shit. <laughs> Kind of. I mean, it went, it med went from, medi meditate, think about the oneness of everything. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your meditation, dude. Um, yeah. Well, what's really cool about this is that that my father didn't instill any of this in me, uh -huh. and then I kind of got into 
you know, like like hippie music and, and the jam scene and, and going to festivals. And I came back from one and I told my dad about, you know, sort of this experience I had there. And he was like, well, you should. I told him, like, I met somebody and she taught me how to meditate a little bit. And he gave me this book that one of his friends had written 30 years ago when he was big into this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and I read it. And it was great. And, you know, for a while I was meditating like twice a day. I try to get I do what everyone I try to keep it up. But then I always fall off and then don't do it again for a long time. Yeah. But meditation's great. Yeah, yeah, which is which is fine, which is, you know, the, the other thing is that you have to not... That's the weird thing about meditation. Even when you're doing it, and if you think about something, you're not supposed to go like, get the fuck out of there, thought. Yeah. You're supposed to go, hey, thought, what's up? And just yeah. let it happen. That, that's <laughs> what, you know, you can learn a lot from that in terms of your daily life. Yes, for sure. That to, to just accept things. And, and it makes you much, much happier when, you, when you're able to do that. I think it's going to be always hard. I mean, probably with you too. The time thing, though, is always going to be hard to just accept. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like somebody, somebody not being on time, like somebody being late, that's hard to accept. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, laid back enough that if I'm, if I'm meeting somebody and, and they're a little bit late, like I'll just sit and, you know, hang out. Uh, meditate. Well, yeah, I mean, unless med it's your sister, right and then you. Well, no, I, I wouldn't care if she was late. It's that I was meeting somebody. Yes. And and I didn't want to be late, so I was late because uh, of okay, her. Okay, okay, okay. I get you. I get so, you. So uh, I'm not ever going to be okay with being late myself. Yeah. But if somebody else is late, that that doesn't that actually doesn't bother me that much. As long oh, as, I hate it. As long as I'm not making them wait because I'm being the rude one. Yeah, I get you. And did people, you, are, did you grow up religious? No. no. Well, I went to church, but you know. I went to this is one cool thing that was sort of instilled in me as a kid as well that I'll try to pass on. My mom when I was a kid, I went to Sunday school for a couple of weeks and then one day she was just like, "Do you she goes, "Do you want to go back?" And I was like, "I don't know." Um she was like, "Okay, well, you don't have to." And then one day you can sort of pick whatever religion you sort of want to be a part of. You know what I mean? And I was like, um 6, so I really wanted to play Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> On uh, <laughs> on Nintendo, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to church anymore." <laughs> Ninja Gaiden, man. That's awesome. Um, but I uh, only over the last, I'm like, man, that's a super cool thing. My mom did just be like, you know, because there'd be a lot of kids, like uh, the kid up the street, his dad was a priest, oh, so they God. went to school constantly, constantly. And I mean, that kid's been in and out of trouble for fucking ever because probably because it's been so rigid. He has no options. It's that's like you funny, go. Man. Yeah, I knew a kid also that grew up like the the parents were pastors whatever they were and he was crazy dude he got in a lot yeah. of trouble i think he went to jail he might even be there now uh, man yeah i've I met a, a principal's kid who's a piece of shit yeah. um friend uh, but people i know who are like drug dealers their kids are some of the greatest people on the goddamn planet that's dead serious yeah and then you get like a principal's kid piece of garbage this fucking kid um either way i mean uh to take right. this thing full circle yeah do you see yourself ever eating meat is it something you think is going to happen eventually i mean what do you think is going to yeah probably not i mean just on the on the the path that i'm on i mean there's there's certain good things about not eating meat definitely uh i mean i'd probably be in, in much worse i'm not in good shape as it is but if i <laughs> if i ate meat the way i eat dollar slices like it, it wouldn't be pretty and then i guess there's other like health things with whatever salmonella or I don't know. There's decent reasons. And I just, at this point, I've been vegetarian for long enough that there's, and there's no big enough reason why I would change. And I, and I think I probably will. I'm, I'm a, a man of habits. Cool. <laughs> Interesting. There yeah. It is. I'm going to keep trying to uh, buck the goddamn things that I grew up uh, yeah. with. And I mean, you just keep fighting crime. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't keep that up. You know what I mean? Just keep going to the, go to the gym. I'm going to get killed. No, you're not. Go to the okay. gym, get a little bit bigger, put a cape on, mm. and walk around. And when you see wrongs, you write them. John the Gate, Fatty Gate. All right. Um, <laughs> there it is. All right, guys. Well, uh, Aaron, seriously, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for having uh, me. For being here. You're a beautiful man. Uh, always the man sitting to my left. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Dude, you're the guy. You're the guy. Thank you for being here. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, he, I don't know. He check this out um, on uh, uh, SoundCloud. Um, I got a website, NathanMacintosh.com. iTunes. Go to iTunes. And uh, go to StandUpNYLabs.com. Yep. Uh, Aaron, you got a, a Twitter or? Yeah, a... I'm Aaron Friedman on Twitter. A A A A A R O N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Aaron Friedman on Twitter. And um, yeah, man, uh, this has been this week's uh, Positive Anger. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Later.